What's up, everybody? It's Chad from Ask Chad Grassy Logic. We're here again on our fifth episode of season one. I'm here with Rachel today. Um, she's my special guest. She does insurance in the cannabis uh, company, uh, cannabis company in the cannabis industry. Excuse me. Uh, her cute little wave distracted me for the second. <laughs> <laughs> um, she does uh, cannabis insurance um, for the industry, and I wanted her to come on and talk about it. So without further ado, I'll let her introduce herself in today's episode. Yes, I'm Rachel, and today's episode is Raw Suits and Outlaws. <laughs> Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Yes. And um, go ahead and tell people a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, you know, what you do and all that, and then uh, we'll go in and start asking about cannabis insurance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'm born and raised in El Paso. Um, I've been doing insurance now for six years, maybe a little bit more, and a Right about a year ago, um, I got the opportunity to work in Las Cruces. Nice. And maybe about, I'd say, two, three weeks into my new venture, they gave the go that we would be okay to sell cannabis insurance. Okay. And that was it. That was like a perfect little, I knew I was in the right place. I'm like, these are my people. Like, I got this, you know. So, <laughs> um, so no, no, it's been a lot of fun. Definitely. Yeah. It was a good uh, change. I mean, insurance can be kind of boring, but I think that totally has launched and launched it into the, in another direction. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. It has been. And it's been great knowing you through the industry too, because I met you through the Southwest Trade Association meeting. Yeah. You know, that's how I met you initially. And um, I actually gave her a piggyback down I was going to say, are we yeah. going to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave her a piggyback down a hill because she was in heels. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, she was like, she looked like she was about to fall. I was like, yeah, yeah, let me, let me help you down here. Yes, that's so, exactly uh, right. That was our first interaction. It was really hilarious. And, you know, like the personality and the industry and everything. It's great having someone from the insurance side that is actually part of the community. Yeah, The cannabis community. It's not just someone in a suit and tie saying, I'm just trying to sell insurance. It's like, well, I'm part of the cannabis community. Oh, absolutely. I love cannabis and everything, you know, yes, obviously. Absolutely. And uh, it's been great to see that. So to educate, you know, the listeners and everybody watching and, you know, some people maybe, you know, have who have businesses, what is cannabis insurance? So it applies pretty much um, as a standard company. You have a barbershop or a shoe shop or, you know, a restaurant. Um, it, your general liability is covering a third party. Anybody who comes in invited or uninvited, they fall, hit their head, they need stitches. That's your general liability. Yeah covers the exact same way in cannabis. There's not really too much different um, in the business insurance of cannabis other than the product itself. Yeah. So um, those questions start getting a little bit more intense when it's manufacturing or um, growing, you know, the questions start to change on, you know, what the risk is, of course. Yeah. yeah, that's insurance is the risk. Nice. And like normally, what do you guys like or what does the cannabis insurance cover? Does it cover the product? Does it cover just the building? Um, it will cover what, what it is that you need. So some people that have, um, they've bought their building to grow or to, you know, manufacture, what have you, just like your house, you want coverage yeah. on the building, you want coverage. And then that's the inside of the four walls. If you're leasing, well, you, you don't have an interest in the building, but all your belongings, all your business, personal property yeah. is. Yeah. So that is definitely covered the same way. Um, I'd say the uh, uh, the only challenge or one of the more challenging things it's uh, to cover has been outdoor grows. Okay. Um, and I feel like that's kind of self-explanatory. I mean, we're at the mercy of Mother Nature. Yeah. Um, even though we're in the desert and we don't suffer as much, you know, weather 
atrocities. You know, we still get colds for being yeah. in the desert. And hail, hail does, you know, hail. wreaks oh havoc my on gosh. plants. You know, yes. that will just shred it and turn it into yes. Swiss cheese. Yes, yes, yes. I've seen it myself. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, no. And greenhouses too are kind of like mm -hmm. on that fence because, I mean, depending on what it's made out of, it, I mean, it's like, what are we really ensuring in, in that yeah. case? So but the act of God clause kind of comes correct. into play. Correct. Or yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll ensure, um, for example, the, the structure, but not the cannabis inside of it. Got it. Okay. Kind of things like that. But each yeah. carrier is different. Every underwriter is different. So it, I mean, that's part of the insurance is me going out there and quoting it with different people based on what you're needing. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Cause and it's not like a one size fits all. I mean, everybody has a different stake. So you've been able to go see some really cool grows. Then. I have. Um, it's been fun. Everything yeah. about this has been a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, from the people, from the experiences, um, the grows, I, I don't even feel like I've seen as many as I would have liked to see, quite honestly. <laughs> it's been, uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's, it's fun, like looking at it and hearing the way they do it and how and why, because they have their own techniques and yeah. different, it's, it's cool. I, I learn something every time without yeah. a doubt. That's great, you know, and maybe, you know, you'll start growing yourself too. Well, if you moved to New Mexico, that is. Do you still live in El Paso? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's unfortunate, you know, for the fact of being a cannabis user, you know. Well, that is a really, I do think about that all the time on my drive to and fro. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, over here, like having, you know, smoking a pre-roll or whatever. I get pulled over for a, a light that's out. Yeah, yeah. My car's going to reek, you know, yeah, like stuff yeah. like, so I, it, it's. Yeah, I have to be careful coming back and forth. Yeah, and you know, for the listeners and everything, you know, she lives in El Paso, Texas, which you know, where we're at in this area, you know, I'm 30 minutes from Texas. You know, actually, the, I'm like 20 yeah. from the border. Um, so there's a lot of Texans that come here for cannabis. Actually, I think 50 percent of our sales, if not more, come from the Texas yeah, residents. Yeah, I would say more. Yeah, yeah, if not more, come from the Texas residents, and some probably from Juarez too. But oh my uh, gosh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you know, the Juarez <laughs> residents as well. Just well, within 60 miles of Las Cruces, there's about 3.3 million people. You know, just in the radius of, you know, Cruces and that because of Juarez has over like 2 million people or something crazy like that. And El Paso is well on its way to be, a, you know, a million, you know, people city too. Oh my God. And, yeah. uh, so it's just increasing. And increasing. the military with it right there. On top of know? it. Yeah. That's yeah. a huge base. And, you know, um, I was, I was actually on that base a couple of weeks ago getting some groceries and it's nice. getting huge. Yes, <laughs> it's it is. Big. It's spreading. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, well, I guess we'll move on to keep talking about insurance. Don't yeah, to get too <laughs> no, off track and get too, uh, I just thought it was really cool that I was like, oh yeah, you get to go see a bunch of cool grows. Then. Yeah, that's great. I love seeing grows. Um, so how has this side of the industry really been treating you? Like, have people kind of welcomed you with open arms, or have you been like, oh no, it's the insurance lady? Um, I hope that's the impression <laughs> I get. Oh, you don't, which is great. You know, like you know, some people you say insurance and they just run. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. You know. I'll be really honest with you. I think for me, the most challenging part coming from El Paso, um, and I do have to come from two big families, and it was getting to know people in Las Cruces. Yeah. Like, that was probably a very, like, the biggest hurdle in my head. I was like, if I can make the contacts, if I can meet the people, um, I can do this. And I have been. I, I feel like everybody has really welcomed me with open arms. Um, I don't really have ever felt, I don't know, outcasted or anything like that. It's been, um, it's been interesting meeting different personalities, um, men and women. It's been, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I feel like I've been treated pretty well. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. I mean, you're, you're a great person. You're, you're really nice. Oh, yeah. you know, you're sincere really and you know, you really do want to help in the industry. 
and you know and it shows and so it's great that people are treating it that way i just didn't know if people were like kind of like oh i don't know about the insurance no. you know insurance i mean if stuff. anything i have i have been flat out asked like why would i get insurance well let, well, let's, you let's know, go on that why yeah, would you want I, I have well i do feel for the people that ask that with a lot of assurity are probably okay enough to take the hit if they had a total loss okay that makes sense that kind of is like my reading on the person quite honestly if they're like i have another 1.5 mil in the bank like what if like what is what are you going to offer me well i mean i then maybe i'm not i yeah. don't have anything if you have that kind of thing yeah um in other cases some people don't want it and have need to get it because now they are starting to try to get you know banks and accounts mm -hmm. and do these things so um they have to have it per yeah. se same back to the building they got a loan on the building they're like no we want to see some insurance so it is to protect you on that end sometimes just simply because other people are requiring it yeah um but it is making sure on my end that i mean if something should happen that you're paid out the way you should you know yeah. get you back to where you started if not damn near close yeah because we're pretty used to in the industry that we have to take care of everything ourselves we don't even get oh tax deductions gosh. on the yes. business so i think yes. that's another mindset you know coming in because it's so new in new mexico we're taking such a progressive um role in the industry you know we're, we're adding banks you know the actual real physical banks in new mexico that will bank with the cannabis industry yeah and we have a few in the state you know a handful especially actually a couple in town but um, even are, then the waiting lists and exactly, stuff and like and all yeah no. the restrictions the red tape but you know it just leads up to well now you need insurance yeah. you know and so that <laughs> opens the door to that but now your your butt's covered a little bit more because now you don't have to think about well now i got to cover this i got to save this money on the side just in case this happens well if you have insurance that's one less thing that you have to worry about in the cost yeah and it's one less thing you have to worry about in your mind so you can be that owner that you want to be <laughs> true yeah no yeah, no you for know, sure you can focus well more. it's totally based to kind of go off of that i mean even workers comp like okay. workman's comp insurance yeah. um obviously in new mexico because it's not like this in texas yeah. if you have three or more employees you have to have workman workers comp. oh that's so um so yeah any dispensaries or any any part of the cannabis industry if you have three or more employees you have to have workers comp so it's just another thing of insurance that and i've gotten the feedback well so if they get hurt and they get tested and they have cannabis in their system like what's where's that but from what i've been told on my new mexico mutual people is that that won't count against them considering this is the part of the industry anything past that well you know okay. that is, makes sense but i see it's kind of fair <laughs> i would say yeah. so too. <laughs> I, I, I think that's fair <laughs> yes i think so too yeah there's give and takes in the industry guys you know we got to really you know be happy we got what we have yeah get as uh, be as limber as we can i guess exactly and so when do you think you know the businesses are really going to start to get a little more serious about the insurance you know specifically here in new mexico uh nationwide it'll probably take a little bit longer because they're not on the same path mm -hmm. um some states are some aren't um but how long do you really think here they're going to get real serious about it you know and just be like we actually need the insurance and you know we can't um i feel like it's already happening okay. i feel and it kind of goes back to like i said it's different people are requiring it mm -hmm. um <clears throat> so i think with that alone they're just like whether they like it or not um and whether they can self-insure or not it's yeah. like we need to see that you're covered yeah so um i would say it's 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 maybe at a snail pace i mean we're not even at a year yet yeah 
Um, so yeah, <laughs> so, um, for being short of a year, I feel like it's, it's slowly, it's not a snail pace, but I think it's picking up pretty well. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And here in New Mexico, the industry is really starting to pick up, you know, more rapidly, yes. you know, yeah, like the snail no, starting sure. to pick up a little more, uh, some boosts. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a couple of boosts here and there. Mm -hmm. He had some Red Bull. Um, <laughs> so what are some resources people can use that, you know, some of the audience and maybe some of the owners, what are some resources that they have at their fingertips, AKA the internet, can they use to find insurance companies, um, some information on it and where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you can find me. I do a lot of my inst on my Instagram and it's one Rachel Raquel is my mm -hmm. handle. And um, other than myself, I know that there are a couple here locally. Um, we have a hub that's pretty much um, like a 1-800 call center. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of take myself away from that, that I just give a different personal experience. Yeah. But that works for some people. Okay. So um, that is an option. Definitely, I the underwriters I work with are from Colorado, California. Um, so sometimes it's even reaching outside of New Mexico that yeah. somebody that still had, that's where I'm getting a lot of my experiences, all the people that have been doing it. Um, so yeah, I think there's, there's quite a few places you can definitely Google up and, and, or find me. Okay. Find you. And, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know if our producer can do it, but uh, do you want to leave your socials or anything, or maybe you could put it on the screen or something? Yeah. The, the one, uh, Rachel Raquel is the one I use the most. One at, at one Rachel Yo, Raquel. Yeah. At, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> at, at. <laughs> uh, at one Rachel Raquel. Um, so that's going to be the Instagram and everything. So make sure you guys give her a follow Rick, uh, Raquel, Rachel Raquel. I mean, Either there's two. <laughs> there's two. There's two of them. That's Same a person. different kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, make sure you guys give her a follow and everything. If you're more curious about the insurance, maybe you need it. Maybe you've been flirting with the idea and you yeah. just need a little bit of a push. Um, or so just more information. Yeah, exactly. You know, or, or maybe you just need a laugh. You know, she puts yeah. a dank meme sometimes. <laughs> Uh, exactly. So I, I really appreciate you being on the show with me, uh, Rachel, and it's uh, been a pleasure having you on. So we'll just go yeah. into the regular episode now. Um, so that way we can just get on with the, what is it, the outlaw, raw suits and outlaws. Raw suits. <laughs> that was very, very clever. I loved it. I appreciate it. And you guys will see later on in the episode why I said that. Some of you who are very informative in the cannabis industry and everything that's going on, you probably already know why I'm saying that. So uh, hang tight and we'll talk about that. First, I really want to get you guys in the know of what's going on with our legislation, uh, legislature right now. Um, there's a few bills that are in, and actually total, if you type in cannabis, there's 29 bills when I checked before the show. So at the time of recording, that I'm to my knowledge, there's uh, 29 bills that have cannabis in it whatsoever, like you know, cannabis involving it. So the one I really wanna mention, and we've already talked about this last week, I talked about this, it was HB 233, and that's um, RLD reorganization. They're just, you know, putting RLD where it needs to go and taking some things away from them, what they're going to do and this and okay. that. But at the bottom of that, they had where they wanted to add compliance um, officers, but they're going to be peace officers. So they'd be police officers, but they were doing compliance stuff and only for the alcohol and cannabis industry. Right. I get it. And so okay. I'm trying to follow them. Like, yeah. Okay. And so there would be compliance officers, like literally police officers. And so they would have the authority to go and arrest, charge, et cetera, huh. et cetera. Um, however, during the week it was, it had its first hearing and, um, it didn't go well. So they yeah, ended up taking that out. Yeah. And I'm like, this just doesn't, I don't know it how well this is going right. to go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it didn't go well. And then once they, it got into committee and they were talking about it, even, um, the director of ROD was like, yeah, you know what, now that we're like 
pretty much saying this out loud, it's there's more components to this. It's a little more confusing than it should be, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of feel personally that that would have been the wrong direction to go in both industries. You know, yeah. like we already have components that are regulatory in our industry. And yeah. there's already people that do that um, job, essentially. There's no reason to put a badge on them. You know, like if, if it's really I that agree. bad, then they can contact the police and the police can handle it because they have the evidence. Um, so, yeah, yeah I mean, what do point. you... Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Well, I would, I'm, this is new to me. I'm learning it as, as you're telling me, but yeah, no, I don't think that's right. And almost like side joke would be like, did they hire them as these, like the IRS rejects or something? <laughs> like what are, what's going on? Why are they doing this? Like they're going to come out with something out. No, that's kind of strange. I don't know why that would even be um, proposed. Yeah, I don't either. And you know, it was kind of odd to read it in the bill. I think it's a, a Republican led bill. I think oh. that's who the sponsor is. Um, I'm not saying that Republicans are going to do that, but that's, you know, I'm trying to give more information on the bill itself. And um, it did read a little more conservative um, okay. than, a, you know, than another bill that would be written by someone else or even bipartisan. Okay. Um, it didn't seem like a bipartisan bill to me. It just because mm. kind of one side. That makes sense. Yeah. And so yeah, they I actually went on with the bill, but they removed that component. So okay. the RLD, and it didn't look terrible to get me wrong. Like the reorganization of RLD didn't look bad. Um, I was like, okay, that makes sense. You're just doing it. But once you got to that last paragraph, you're like, the print even mm. got smaller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, <laughs> you know, sitting there with a the magnifying, you know, max sure. out my, you know, control plus. <laughs> For sure. So yeah, I'm glad they they moved on without that component of it and they took it out. So that's good to hear. So a lot of people, you know, if you're relieved, I'm glad because I am too. Yeah. Um, especially being in the industry and everything and people trying to get more involved. It's kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to get involved in New Mexico if they're going to have the police involved like that. Um, you know, because some people in the industry are really afraid of the police still. And I understand. You know, I get it. We came from a, an illegal industry. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, I just mentioned coming back and forth between El Paso yeah. and Las Cruces. It's, yeah, it's... Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, totally. And right now, there's a lot of companies moving into New Mexico, so we don't really want to ruin that, you know, by making it crazy. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much all that, Bill. I just wanted to give you guys an update on that because it did have its committee hearing um, this past week. It passed the committee hearing, but they did take that component out. One thing I did want to mention is out-of-state cannabis seems to still be an issue in New Mexico. Yeah. And I haven't seen it lately in Las Cruces when we first opened up shops and everything. Oh, it was all over the place. The CA little logos and you know, still yeah. the packaging. And, and you could tell it wasn't from, from New Mexico. Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or even flower. It's like, I think this is from here. You know, <laughs> there's certain shops that opened up. And then uh, next thing you know, they had a bunch of flower out of nowhere. You know, like, oh, yeah, we had a grow that was successful. We're like, how? What were these 10-hour plants? Yes. So, yes. yeah, you have people that did that. And so it's a real issue. And it's becoming an issue because we don't want, and it's not, I shouldn't say it's becoming an issue. It, be, it could become a bigger issue because once you get the federal government involved, then you kind of put a damper on your industry. Oh yeah. And California not, has been taking huge hits. I mean, for different reasons, but. Still. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And once you do that, you're kind of on the radar and we're not back in the day where they were just doing this to everybody. Like you have to really mess up for them to come to you. Um, Cause there's so many States that are legal now, that it really only makes sense that they would go to someone really messing up. So they're just trying to mitigate that. Okay. And I can, us yeah. doing interstate commerce in that sense is really going to have them come crack down. Um, and so it's not allowed in New Mexico. I mean, obviously, you know, I that didn't too. know that. Mm -hmm. um, so if you guys aren't aware in New Mexico, you can't, we don't have interstate commerce and I don't think any state has interstate. I commerce was going to say, just does, does anybody? Someone's, oh, okay. there, there's talks and then actually in our law, it allows us to do it. If two governors agree. 
Um, but that hasn't happened. Okay. <laughs> but and also the component in it, it has to be, I think, once the federal laws change. Okay. So I think there's so still there's that component. Still that, then, okay. Yeah, that, the other step of it has to be federally legal and then the governors have to agree, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But, you know, that could change. You know, I think there's a couple other states talking about just doing interstate commerce and saying, screw it. Um, because you have California that they can produce a lot, but only 70% of the state sells it. You know, so there's a lot of cannabis that's left over that's not being sold. And that's why the black market is so crazy. I mean, there's a bunch of reasons why right, right, right. Um, black market is thriving. But that's that's one of them. Yeah. You know, and so that doesn't help. No insurance. Um, yeah. They don't, <laughs> they don't have to pay for insurance. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's totally get it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Got to get that insurance, guys. <laughs> We have the insurance lady with us, so what do you expect? <laughs> but yeah, so guys, stop selling out of state cannabis if you're doing it. You know, if you're doing it, just stop, please. Um, I get it, but at the same time, I don't really um, know why you'd want to, though. Like, I, I really don't see that side of it. I mean, all the people that I've, the, I mean, because of course it's still small and it's like you know local cheese man or whatever. But it's like, why would you want to? Like, we we work so hard. I mean even though I'm from Texas, but I'm, we're all working so hard to make it where it, where it's at. Let's keep it here. Let's make our growers thrive. You yeah. know, I mean, especially now, I mean, everybody's had their first harvest, you know, mm -hmm. everybody's, you know, it's just, it's better to keep it local. No, I agree. And you know, a lot of people have been giving props to our local micro producers. So shout out to the micro producers. Oh yeah, absolutely. You guys are doing your thing and hopefully you guys get those 2000 plants and not just a thousand. Um, so yeah, shout out to them because, you know, some buddies of mine have been coming to the state, you know, they drive through or something. And they're like, yeah, dude, I kind of feel like there's more a lot of craft cannabis and everything. And I'm like, yeah, you know, the kind of is, you know, the, the big cannabis you'll find pretty much everywhere. But the craft cannabis, it's kind of tucked away. And actually, I went to a dispensary um, in Anthony and had some really fire um, craft cannabis from local. And I was really impressed. Very and cool. So, yeah, I was like, wow, this is really great to see. You know, yeah. and, you know I'm like, I'm, I'm glad that this is happening. So, but yeah, but let's move on from the podcast. You know, I just wanted to touch base on that, guys. Um, just mentioning that it's still an issue. And if it becomes more of an issue, the federal government will come in and we'll have a black eye in the industry. And we don't want that. Um, so, yeah, you know, slap on the PP, whatever, but just stop doing it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, moving on with it, I wanted to mention that uh, Twitter is actually going to allow cannabis ads. So, they, oh, yes, they allow I did cannabis hear about content. That. But now they'll allow straight ads. I even liked the ad they used to do it. It's the, <laughs> did you see it? No, I didn't. It's it. the Twitter bird, but it's out of like resin oh, or rosin. I'm sorry. I'm oh, wait, say. I did see that. Yeah, yeah I did it's see like that. Real, and I, that's actually what made, that was clickbait for me. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Like, like, 100%. Like, this, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that, that's great. And it could be game changing for the industry. You know, maybe more people will move to Twitter. I use Twitter very lightly for information. I get decent information from there. I used to get better information, but I get decent information from there, pending the source. Um, but we'll see if more people move. I don't know. What do you think? Like, are people I'm like, not or? a big Twitter user, yeah. um, but I do know that, I mean, we do need more social media platforms that are open to having cannabis being displayed as part of ads or um, just regular pages, you know, for businesses and so forth. That social club um, that was started by Burner. He's a yeah. rapper. Yeah, I have that. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah so have, he yeah. follow um, me on that. Yes, I have. I have same same at, Chris, at same one thing. Rachel Raquel on <laughs> Burner. I mean on Burner on the social club. But yeah, I do feel like we do need more social media platforms that are accepting of it. So if Twitter's on board, fuck yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. Because, you know, I, I thought it was bullshit that, you know, Facebook and Instagram, they're, you know, kind of cracking down on people. I'm like, why don't you just allow it where states are doing it legally, you know, instead of just yeah. doing it? Because that's kind of what they're doing. It, there's, of course, caveats to it. They must be properly licensed. So you must have a license. You can't just be like, oh. As I'm, far as like Twitter guidelines? Yeah, Twitter guidelines oh, okay. for, I didn't for know an that. official ad. Yeah. Okay, You have okay. to be officially licensed. So I don't know how they're going to make you provide that, you know, send your license in, whatever. I'm sure, yeah. Have connect with RLD. I have no clue. So that's going to be on that side. I just, this is the information. Um, it's only going to be where it's legal. So, you know, where states are operating in this manner is the only places where they're going to allow it. Kind of like, so Apple um, allows cannabis apps or apps that, you know, have cannabis in it in states where it's legal, you know, medically, okay. recreational. So if you're outside of those states, normally, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And so mm -hmm. that's kind of what they're doing. Uh, they're locking it down. Okay. And they're targeting only 21 over people. Um, in my sense, that Fair. makes sense. Here in New Mexico, it doesn't because you can be 18 with a medical cannabis card. Um, Touche. So you have states like that. However, I get it 21 and over, you know, just target that age group. It makes it easier. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you have instances where, you know, you have 18 year olds in a medical cannabis program and they're smoking with 21 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> so you have those instances here in New Mexico. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was really cool. I mean, do you, do you kind of feel like, you know, that's kind of like a, yeah, like I think that's really fair. Yeah, I do too. No, I think it's a fair start. I mean, especially, I mean, we are still facing the stigma, right? We're still fighting it and we're still, so I mean, I do think that that's a fair compromise, even if, I mean, because let's be fair, we were so before we were 21. Oh, yeah. yeah so, was. I mean, with that being said, I mean, if we need to guideline these people, I mean, they're going to find it where they want to find it. So, yeah. I feel like that's a fair guideline. It's a fair start. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm excited to see what some of these ads are going to look like, though, because, oh, I mean, be we've got some creative people in our industry that, um, yeah, it's going to be fun to look and watch. I do, too. And you know what? And something could change from this and, you know, start something brand new. You know, we don't even know in the industry. So we'll see what comes from it. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it for sure. Yeah. You know, I'm on Twitter all the time looking up for information. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I just try not to engage on there whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm on there maybe twice a year i'm really not yeah. on there very much you know what the, most of our representatives in the state are on there. and so really? like they post on there and i'll tag them on posts and everything yeah so most of your representatives in the state if you really want to see what they're doing what's going on and really connect with them it's on twitter it's so weird i know okay. i get it but yeah you know a lot of the representatives that's one way that you know i've been able to, to connect with them and contact so cool for twitter good for you guys you know i know there's a lot of controversy going on you hate it you love it that's your opinion um this is just what's happening what's going to be going on so furthermore, cool. I think it's a positive thing for the cannabis industry. They're getting an actual real platform for sure. to advertise other than the Ash Chad Grassy Logic here in New Mexico. Um, so they're getting another platform that they can use. So good for them. Um, so moving on, I really want to talk about a couple more bills. Um, yeah. This one right here, it's HB 313. Um, if you're in the industry, you've been watching and everything or you're an advocate, it's the Cannabis Nursery License Bill that was introduced, uh, I think, last week or the week before. Um, I just wanted to update everybody. It hasn't had a hearing yet in its committee, and it's in the House Government Elections and Indian Affairs Committee. Long name, uh, so you can't miss it. But it actually <laughs> is scheduled for the 18th, which I think is in a couple of days. The, the day after tomorrow? The day after tomorrow, yes. So two days from now, they're going to have the hearing at 1 o'clock or 1300 from a military time, people. And you can watch it online. Um, the nmlegis.nm website um, is actually a really good website. You can watch it there. I think it's .gov, sorry, um, nm.gov. And you can watch webcasts there of these hearings. So you can actually watch them live. Okay. And, you, know, you can watch them later too, but you can actually watch them live. I do it all the time. It's like my football season. And so I'll be for sure watching this one and I'll be, you know, 
tuning in. That makes sense. You said those letters like on point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on there a lot. Yeah, I thought that. (laughs) It's like, oh, wow, he's there a lot. So I just wanted to update you guys on that one. Um, That's going, what's going on with HB313. I already told you the representatives are, the sponsors of that bill, where they're from, et cetera, on the last episodes. So if you want to hear that, jump over to the last episode and check that out. Um, So moving on, we're going to go to HB429. Now, this is a new one. And it's called Cannabis as Contraband in Corrections. So if a lot of you don't know, here in New Mexico, our people that are in state prison and jail, you're allowed to have medical cannabis if you have a medical cannabis card. That's actually in the bills, in the law. And so they haven't really tested it yet, I don't think. And I think this is just closing some loopholes um, to it because maybe some people were kind of using what's written in the law to get around things, to bring it into prison and stuff. And, okay. You know, to kind of, well, that was going to be my first question. I was like, yeah. when did they start doing this? Like, <laughs> what the hell? Okay, yeah. that is really, that's awesome. Yeah, and I can't tell you what prison jail or whatever is allowing, you know, their inmates to have medical cannabis. And I can't tell you, I have no clue. I didn't even think to look that up. You know, maybe next episode, I'll, I'll update you guys on that. Um, if I can that's find really it. That's really interesting. Um, I would really like to know. And, uh, you know, know, know who's doing this and, you know, what issues they're running into. Because maybe there's issues that I am not aware of or maybe I the f- industry. Honestly, I feel the main issue right off top of my head is, like, some of these people are fucking serving time for cannabis. And yeah. you're just going to let them smoke it while they're in here? Yeah, that's yeah it's like kind of BS, a little, right? Yeah, I yeah. think that, that's, that was my first shock. Like, really? Like, yeah, yeah. oh, my gosh. I, I would that- say that's, for me, um, just on, as an outside perspective, I'd be like, wow, that's... Crazy. No, no, it is. And <laughs> when you think about it, you're like, what? But I just remember that there is a bill that's going through the legislature right now that's aiming at kind of fixing our expungement, you know, kind of making it less red tape. Okay. Know? So maybe those people that are smoking medically and they're in jail for it, maybe they will get out soon, you know, because that way it is here in New Mexico. If it's nonviolent, and I think it's only for uh, paraphernalia and for possession. I don't think it's for like selling. Okay. Yeah. Distribution or anything like that. Okay. So keep an eye on that. You know, if that does affect you or someone you love, you know, keep an eye on that bill that might, you know, help them out in the long run. You know, I don't think anybody should be in jail or prison for cannabis. A hundred and ten percent. Yeah. The guys who, you know, did sell it and got popped, they're just entrepreneurs. (laughs) Just (laughs) entrepreneurs that didn't pay their taxes. I have said that not too long ago, just with, um, in my line of business as well. I'm like 110%. Everything that I learned from hustling came from real hustlers. Yeah, exactly. And you know, they're the ones who really know this industry and really know how mm-hmm. to move a product and really how to sell this, you know, to people. So, you know, I applaud them for finally getting into the industry. Yeah, exactly. And how to make a profit. So moving on to this bill real quick. I just, that's pretty much the, the meat and bones of this bill. Um, it just makes it illegal also to bring any kind of cannabis into the, um, the jail or whatever other than medical cannabis. Right. Um, so they're just kind of clarifying on that. And I think just closing a loophole. This one was introduced by Representative Martin Zamora. He's a re- um, Republican from District 63. Um, he's um, a representative of Curry, De Baca, Guadalupe, and Roosevelt, and San Miguel. So our representatives in New Mexico sometimes represent several counties. Okay. Um, not just one. And then the other one would be uh, Andrea Reed. She's of um, District 64. That's Chavez, Curry, and Roosevelt. And so if these are your representatives, you're for it, you're against it. These are the people that you probably um, contact. However, if they're not, you just contact your representative because they'll have a vote and a say on it and they'll let you know how they feel. And maybe something that you have to say could change their minds. Um, To me, this doesn't seem like a terrible bill, really. You know, it's just really closing loopholes. It's um, 
introduced by Republicans. And some people are like, oh my God, it's a Republican bill. But to be honest, this really just doesn't seem too it bad. It seems progressive, it quite does. honestly. Yeah, it yeah. seems very progressive, especially for the <laughs> industry. For what it's it just is, yeah. Closing loopholes and clarifying. And, you know, I didn't see anything in the bill yet. I didn't, you know, read thoroughly through it, kind of like I did the other bill and I caught that one caveat, you know, where they're going to add police officers and inspectors. Um, but so far, it doesn't seem too bad for the industry or anything. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, but I do really want to figure out what jails and prisons, you know, are allowing their inmates to use cannabis. Maybe I'll make a couple calls this week or something. Or that would if you, be really interesting. I'm so curious. I'm, I'm. You're educating me a I, lot I today. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've educated me, so I'm just returning the favor. <laughs> you know, educating me on the insurance and stuff. So if you work at a corrections facility somewhere in New Mexico and you, you allow medical cannabis at your facility, reach out to me. Um, you can be anonymous. You know, I'll, I'll just you know speak in that sense and everything. I understand you know jobs and sensitivity and all that. I'm just really curious of who's doing this in New Mexico because this is a very progressive thing that we started that I'm not sure that has been really implemented through. or used. Yeah. yeah, has been used by anybody. So I'm just curious. So if you want to reach out to me, you know, on my socials, whatever, and uh, yeah, we'll have a cool conversation. And we'll talk yeah. about this because I'm really curious. Um, so that's pretty much the meat and bones of that one. We'll move on to HB 418. This is called Cannabis Regulation Act Changes. Now this one is it's kind of a small one. Um, there's stuff already mentioned in other bills that's in this one. And that, I just wanted to mention it because it was new. It was one of the okay. ones that was just released. So it hasn't had a committee hearing or anything like that. These last two ones have been new ones. Um, and this one is introduced by Christine Trujillo. She's a Democrat of District 23, Bernalillo. Uh, Tara Lujan, um, she is a Democrat, District 48, and she's from Santa Fe. Um, we have Joanne Foray. She's from down here in um, Doña Ana. She's a Democrat. Uh, she's actually my representative here in the city. Um, so she's one of the... Um, uh, sponsors of the bill. And then we have Deborah M. Sariniana. I had spent all night trying to say that name. Very um, nice. So she's a Democrat, District 21, and she is from Bernalillo as well. So these are the sponsors of the bills. If they're your representative, this is who you'd contact. If they're not, just contact your representative. Um, so what this does is it makes it illegal to make... Um, so under the bill, there, there's a part where it tells you you can't make extracts, you know, in a certain way, blah, 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 right. volatile solvents. Well, they're adding a clause in there that's going to add where you can't make synthetic THC. So the Delta A's, the Delta O's, the HHC's without like a license. And okay. so I guess some people were making, I was, you know, Delta I was like, so they were doing Yeah, okay, yeah I right, guess it right, was right. happening. Okay, so I had okay. no clue that, you know, that was the issue. So what it does is it just makes it unlawful to make it yourself without having the proper license. Because it is a little of a complex process I've, from what I've understood, from my understanding. Yeah. You know, it could just be simple as some other ingredients, but there is a lot of a chemical process that goes to it. Right. And, you know, if you don't have the correct knowledge, you could end up hurting yourself, someone else, or, you know, getting sick. Okay. So that makes sense yeah. why they're doing that. It's not just like straight cannabis or, you know, blast and wax, just put it in the tube and, you know, right. all that stuff. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a little more uh, complex. So this bill makes a little more sense to me. Um, I do feel that the the delta eight and the CBD derivative uh, THC psychoactive compounds did need to be regulated because they were running amok. You know, they, yeah. they were they're unregulated. They were here and there. You weren't sure if it was good, if it was bad. Well, I mean, uh, I didn't even. I stopped getting THC pen cartridges for a long time yeah. just because I didn't know. I mean, prior to New Mexico going legal, I didn't, there would be some that I'd look at it and be like, Oh, I don't, never mind. You know, yeah. I'm there is, so I can just imagine, I mean, I'm glad that they're putting up packing down on that. Yeah, I do too. I mean, the Delta eight industry has kind of just been going crazy all over the nation anyway. And I've read, um, 
on an article that the federal government now is saying that, I think it might be the DEA or the FDA, um, is saying that Delta 8 is illegal and it's not part of CBD and hemp. So we have a different kind of ruling from them. We'll see what happens. I'm sure there's going to be lawsuits. It'll probably go up to Supreme Court. Maybe it'll just go up to- A raw suit. Oh, a raw suit. <laughs> and you know what, guys? Um, we're going to be getting into that here very soon, actually. Uh, I just wanted to touch up on this 418 real quick and just kind of give you guys an idea. They're going to have the division or the CCD or RLD. They're all within the same one. They're going to have them do um, training for employees and everything as well of like retailer establishments. You know, they're just like the effects of cannabis consumption. But what they want to do is also have them put signs up that says that cannabis may cause um, adverse effects, you know, this and this with pregnant women. And they want them to have it in the sign right in the shop, like at the front. That's one of the things they want them to do. And they want their employees to be trained by 2024 and 2025 for all this to be done. And so that's what else is in this bill. Um, and I didn't want to like forget that. I was like, oh, wait, there's some more in this no, bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a moment. I had to go for it. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. You know, that's what this show is about. You know, talk about what you want to talk about. <laughs> so um, especially when it comes to cannabis, uh, <laughs> you're particularly cannabis. But yeah, I mean, the bill itself, um, to me, it's not, it doesn't seem that bad. The whole warning of consumption of whatever, it's normally on the labels anyway, you know, like, or, you know, at least make it where they have to put on the label anyway. Right. I don't see a reason of having to put that in the shop when you walk in. You know, most people know that if you're pregnant, you probably shouldn't be smoking anything. You know, um, that's usually common knowledge. However, some people don't adhere to that at all. Right. Um, you know, they don't care. You know, right, even if right. that sign is there. And I think the sign is just to cover our butts. Um, to, I think for so too. Less federal intervention is I think what that is. We'll see if it sticks. Um, these last few bills I've talked about haven't had a committee hearing or anything. So they haven't had any changes or nothing taken out like that one bill I talked about. Okay. So uh, we'll see what happens. This could change. Um, none of these have passed. None of these have been signed. Um, so none of these are going to be law yet. Um, so keep that in mind if you're listening. Don't freak out if you know there's something in here crazy that you just don't agree with. Um, <laughs> you know, that's how it is. So um, that's all I'm going to touch base on 418. You can find all these bills on the NM Legis uh, website. If you guys really want to read into them, they have the HTML one. Click that one. And that's the one that you can control find on. And that way you can just type in a word. If you're looking for something, it'll just pop up. The other one doesn't do it. makes it harder. So if you just do the HTML one where it just does it in a browser, it makes it a lot easier. Went nerdy real quick. Yeah. I was like, wow. I'm impressed. Um, I have a degree in IT. So um, we'll, we'll move on and we'll talk about the raw suit, the elephant that's in the room because it's part of the title. And I want to talk about this because it's significant to the industry. Um, I use raw. You know, I see Same. most of the people in the industry have raw. You go to a smoke shop. You're probably going to see raw of some Products. sort. Mm-hmm. You're going to have their pre-rolls. Maybe they use raw for the pre-rolls. Maybe they have papers. I have some right here. And the reason why I have it, you'll see in a minute. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is actually raw lost a raw suit. Um, um, I don't know. It was either last week or it was pretty recently. And it was just came out this week that they lost the raw suit to Republican brands or OCB. And they're actually known as Big Tobacco. Right. Um, and they lost the lawsuit because I guess they were making claims that weren't true or were found to not be true. Now, this isn't me saying it. This isn't the news saying it. This is what was found in a court of law. Um, so there was a law in Illinois or law, excuse me, a court in Illinois and a judge that came down and said that Raw can no longer make certain claims about the company. I have them right here. It's a huge list. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a long list, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. It goes on almost two pages. Yeah. Um, so the, the first thing, it's permanent. It's an injunction um, in a federal lawsuit against HBI International, who is the parent company of Raw. 
uh, and everything, and they can't make certain promotional statements. Now, I want to make one thing clear, guys. If you like Raw, if you hate Raw, if you love the owner of Raw, if you hate the owner of Raw, um, that's just your opinions. You know, I'm probably going to smoke Raw still. You know, it's not a big deal to me. Um, a lot of companies have been found to have misleading, you know, stuff when they yeah. make claims. It happens. Or maybe they just kind of stress the truth a little. I don't know. To me, it's not a big deal as a consumer. You know, some other people, it may not be a big deal. And some other people, it may be a huge deal. Maybe they have, you know, a big deal with the company. They yeah. have something against them. You know, that's, that's, that's on you. Um, so what the court found through evidence and everything that they bring in, because when you kind of go to court, guys, you have to bring evidence. You know, there has to be evidence. You know, it can't just be a claim. Um, will the company, you know, um, go back to court for this? They might. You know, they might appeal this decision and they might go back to court. I don't know. Um, but as for right now, and it's, it's being, as I speak, already changed all of the, the labeling and everything is being changed as we speak. I went to the website earlier and it's changed. So they can no longer, uh, let's see, the rolling paper has been barred from suggesting that the products are made by artisan craftsmen in Alcoy, Spain. Um, they also can't claim that they contribute its proceeds to a charitable entity, uh, foundation known as the raw foundation. Um, so the court found out that it didn't actually exist again, uh, due to public opinion. Some of you may say, yes, it does. The company is still claiming it does exist. They have donated millions of dollars to, you know, organizations, whatever. This is for you guys to decide if yeah. you believe it or not. Um, the court, however, is saying that the company doesn't exist. They could have donated to something else or put it through somewhere. I have no clue. Um, I feel that this is only the beginning. Um, well, I, I was kind of waiting for you to say, and you haven't said it yet. So the person, uh, who was the name that you gave about the big tobacco? Uh, OCB, Republican Brands. Okay. Republic Brands. They tried buying raw yes. some couple of years back yeah, and yeah. were unsuccessful. And mm -hmm. from my understanding, it was like in the discovery of that, where he was trying to buy it and he learned everything that is on this list. Yeah. And then they're like, well, no, we're still not going to sell to you. He was like, all right, fuck you guys. I'm yeah. going to fucking throw you under the bus. Exactly. I think that's kind of what happened. Um, but I don't know. That was, I do feel like it's just the beginning. Yeah, that's what I was going to jump off of. No, I no, I love like the fact that you brought the... that. I forgot to put that in here. And I'm glad that you brought it up because yeah. that is true. They, they did try to buy Raw you know, a few years back and Raw declined yeah. over and over and over. And it said, no, we're going to remain independent. And, you know, good for them. You know, they, they didn't sell yeah, it. Yeah, you know, they're right. Them. Good yeah, for them. Absolutely. That's cool, you know, if they wanted to stay in. Um, however, that's what they found out is about all these. And, guys, if you don't know, Raw actually owns a lot of companies that are under them. Juicy J's, Elements, um, and other brands that, you know, that you probably have used in the past. Raw or, you know, HBI owns them. Yeah. And um, the owner of Raw, you know, he's talked about it openly on all of his social medias. He'll show you and everything and even give you a historical um facts about it however there's people who don't like the owner you know you have burner who has an issue with him um oh, i know, didn't know that yeah he has an issue with him i was watching um a really good documentary that just came out yesterday uh, okay. from lmc he's a youtube guy and uh, he does really great um cannabis documentaries he did a documentary on it it was really informative um now again it's it's to your where did opinion. you get to watch it it's on youtube Oh, okay yeah, it's on youtube That's just check it on youtube yeah. i'm gonna watch it yeah, yeah, yeah watch I it it's really good information some not most of my information came from the news, but most of his information came from the news. However, he did dig in more, of course, he did more research. And that's how I found out that him and Burner had an issue. So Burner has a, has a rolling company or a paper company too. And he's claiming that, you know, the owner of Raw, Josh, made it harder for him to get into the industry. 
And so that was oh. his plan. And so you have stuff like that kind of that. coming up. And yeah, you know, yeah, things yeah. Like that. Okay. So um, this lawsuit, it gives them a black eye. I don't see it like giving them a downfall to ending law. Yeah, no. You know, um, they're too big right now to, to become that. I mean, they're rap songs all the time. They're pretty much in every dispensary in America. Yeah. Um, Even and, clothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, every dispensary and pretty much every smoke shop. You can't walk into a smoke shop and not see raw, raw products. Um, yeah, for so, sure. and you know, they're getting free, you know, free airtime right now because we're talking about it, but this is significant for the industry. Um, so raw. And the reason why I'm talking about it, guys, because they have already changed um, their packaging. And I went to the lo my local smoke shop just right down the street from my house and I picked up some raw stuff. And I did it for two reasons one for the show, so I can show you guys what's changed. Um, and two, because these aren't going to be around for much longer, labeled this way. So they're going to become a rare item and they're going to become a collector item. And so that's one reason why I bought these. So while you can go buy these, because I did hear that they're recalled. Yeah. So some smoke shops and dispensaries will be sending these back. So you may want to go do this like, I don't know, yesterday. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to point out, and I, I looked today on the website. If you look on Raw's website, they have changed their, um, their labeling. And so right now, Right here, it says natural unrefined rolling papers right there. They're not allowed to say that anymore. Um, that's out. However, this little logo right here, um, this is still there. And all that says is all natural fibers unrefined. And I think the unrefined part is still on there. And I, I think it may and not be on here. Or is it on there? Yeah, yeah unrefined. Right, right, right there. So they're not allowed to put that on there. And actually, I do believe they did put, put out unrefined. I mean, they, go ha they have like that little poem or something on the inside. Well, it's not a poem. Yeah. But I you mean, it's uh, yeah. There you go. There as well. Cute little poem. And so a lot of the stuff they can't put on there. They can't even put made in Spain. They can't mention Alcoy Spain or Alcoy itself at all on the labeling. So they've put that out. They can't put the birthplace of rolling papers um, on there. Wow. They can't. Oh, I didn't hear that one. The birthplace yeah. of rolling papers. Yeah, the birthplace I read quite of a bit of them. Maybe I didn't read them all. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the owner of Raw can't make the claim that he invented cones, um, like the rolling cones, like the two made cones. You can't make that claim anymore. Um, and then I think I don't think you could put the Pierce Natural Gum. I think that's another thing they can't. So this labeling, guys, is changing. It's already changed. And I have here some tips. I have some tips as well. Um, so a lot of this is going to change. Uh, let's see. The one that's actually going to change. I've never seen the these. I'm like obsessed with the fact that it has this little. This is cool. Oh yeah, just I'll, I'll tell you what smoke shop to get it to after the after the show. Okay. <laughs> it's a local one. I'm all doing <laughs> But um, I want to show you guys this one. So this right here, this little logo thing they have right here, that can't be there anymore. And I believe it's already removed on the new ones. And um, this is a really good big one because this one comes with the tips and the papers and everything and the little cool little packaging and their pre-made tips. Um, this package is going to change too, and it already has. And so. It's just an example of. I mean, I guess they were due for rebranding a little. Yeah, you know, you know I don't not? see any wrong anything wrong with rebranding. I mean, these were just claims that were made by the company, um, and they just were found to be through the court of law not true. Now, if it's your opinion that they are true or aren't true, that's all up to you. Um, I'm not saying I believe it. I'm not saying that you know it isn't true. I'm thinking that this is just the beginning to this, and there's going to be more that's coming out on both sides. You know, <clears throat> maybe we'll find out some more information, or maybe yeah. we'll find out something else. However, this is just the beginning, and um, yeah, I don't personal. see this going away. Yeah, I don't see this going anywhere <laughs> um, anytime soon. Yeah, it became personal, and so now it's one of those huge things. So, yeah, that's that's it for the raw thing, guys. I mean, there's there's a lot. If you want, you know, um, I can get you guys links or something to the articles. I have a whole page here of, like, all of the stuff they can't make claims on anymore or whatever. I'm not going to go through it. 
Um, I don't really see a point of it. We're almost, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's so much. You guys are going to get bored and go to sleep on me. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was, a, it was interesting to see the, the lawsuit and it was interesting to see truths come out. Yeah. You know? And, you know, companies make claims like that all the time. You know, like, oh, well, it is made here, but we, we source it from here. And, right. You know, like, you know, because they did say that, well, we get our fibers from France and then we produce it in Spain and this and this and this. And they can't even make the claim that um, they use wind power to make their papers. Wow. Because uh, I guess that was another claim they made. I didn't even know that one. Um, man, so, they really threw all his secrets out, Oh, man, out, there's, right? there's just everything. So I guess that, you know, now that you're telling me that, you know, through the process of them buying it, this is probably where they got all the I'm you know, guessing from, so. Yeah, you know, they probably visited. He was like, know. I got the cone idea from some guy in Thailand, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> he's like, that's a lie, right? You know, it's not. <laughs> like, it's not, not proof. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, Nothing like tobacco products fighting for the truth, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? You know, like tobacco <laughs> products being true to its consumers. Wow. The first time in history, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to see that again. Um, so guys, yeah, keep that in mind. You know, I just want to give you guys all the facts, you know, um, the, the people who did sue them, they are considered big tobacco. Um, and you know, it's, it's a cutthroat industry, you know, it the is. cannabis industry, even on this ancillary side of just papers, you know, it can get really, really ugly, really <laughs> ugly as you guys can see. So just don't feel bad if it got ugly for you guys, because <laughs> even these guys who make paper that you smoke go through hell. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just showing you that this industry, it affects everybody, you know, on all levels. And uh, that's why one reason why I want to talk about that, too. But yeah. um, that's Very really cool. all I have for this week. Do you have anything else for the for the lovely viewers for us? Not much. I was really excited to come on here and I'm glad I did. And I've learned a whole lot. So awesome. You know, I have too. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm excited to have you on again sometime. You know, maybe you can give us an update. For sure. You know, maybe some more stuff changes. I don't know. Maybe insurance uh, gets cheaper. I don't know. Or maybe <laughs> it gets, um, maybe laws change or something. You know, we have to talk about. Well, I mean, I'm following as much as I can, but the fact that they change so periodically, it does make it hard to follow sometimes. Um, even on back end, like learning new things that come up on the insurance side. So, yeah, it's always learning, always moving forward, always adjusting the sales and keep it moving. Nice. Keep it yeah. And that's how it goes. Well, I appreciate it guys. And, um, appreciate Thank you, you for coming on the show again. again. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to have you on again. Yes. Um, so yeah, guys, um, follow her again. Mm -hmm. the people yes, you can find me on Instagram at one Rachel Raquel. There we go. So we got her plugs on there, guys. Make sure you give her a follow if you need the insurance or if you just want to see some dank memes. Um, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. And we'll have a new show for you guys. So thank you again for joining me on Ask Chad Grassy Logic on this uh, Raw Suits and Outlaws. Yes. Shoots. <laughs>